and welcome to another episode of Short Stories for Kids. I'm Lucy, your host, and I'm here to read you exciting stories every single week where you could just be the hero. On our premium channel right now, you can find the story of... Ethan and the pirate that moves next door. Yes, Ethan has a pirate that moves next door to him, and they have an exciting adventure. So, to hear this premium-only story, as well as our entire back catalog of stories ad-free, go to shortstoriesforkidspodcast.com, where you can sign up to be a premium member and enjoy a seven-day free trial. You can also find us on Instagram, so follow us there and tag us in your artwork of your favorite stories, and we'll post them on our feed. Now, before we get into this episode's story, here's a word from our sponsors. Okay, so today's shout-out goes to two sisters called Libby, who is six years old, and her little sister Phoebe, who is four. And they would be delighted if they could feature in a story about a princess wedding with a fairy, a mermaid, and a koala. Well, that sounds like a very interesting wedding, and we couldn't wait to come up with a story for you girls. So, we hope you enjoy it, and everyone else too. Here we go. A warlock at the wedding. It was such an exciting time in the kingdom because today, finally, was the wedding of Princess Lucretia to her handsome Prince Thomas. Colorful bunting crisscrossed the streets where people had gathered in the hope of seeing the newly married couple. A great sense of celebration and happiness filled the hearts of everyone present. Inside the palace's chapel were two very excited guests, Libby and Phoebe. They had been invited to act as flower girls. They walked ahead of Princess Lucretia down the aisle, scattering petals as they went making their way to where Prince Thomas waited with the Archbishop Wilfred. Libby and Phoebe then stood to one side to watch as the ceremony took place. But when Archbishop Wilfred began to speak, everyone in the chapel could tell that something was very wrong. He was laughing, an evil cackling sound as he began to transform from the small elderly archbishop into a towering bearded wizard. It was the wicked warlock, Vancy Mira. Libby and Phoebe clung to one another as the people in the chapel cowered and shivered with fright. <laughs> Foolish people! It should have been I! Vansimira marrying the Princess Lucretia on this day. Instead, I have been ignored and humiliated, boomed the warlock. But I don't love you, wailed the princess. I love my prince. This was too much for the warlock. Dark clouds swirled around him as he pointed a crooked finger at the prince and muttered a sinister spell. 
The prince cried out, dropping to his knees as the clouds swallowed up Vansi Mira. As the clouds faded, it was clear that the warlock had vanished, and all that appeared to be left of the prince was a pile of clothes. <gasps> He's disappeared, said Phoebe in horror, but then the pile of clothing moved. Libby dashed forward and pulled back the prince's cloak that was lying on top. Beneath it was a really adorable koala bear. The people gasped at this extraordinary sight. Oh, my prince, cried the princess. You have been transformed. It was quite clear that there could be no wedding now, not today or ever. However, could a princess marry a koala? Libby and Phoebe trudged home in silence through the once crowded streets. Some people still stood around muttering or in some cases crying. But most people had gone home as the air of celebration had sourced into one of tragedy. They walked as far as the ocean where great wooden ships were tied to the walls of the harbor. Mindful of their special dresses, they sat with their feet dangling over the water as they stared out to sea. Oh dear, I wish that was something we could do to help, said Phoebe. Hmm, maybe there is, said a voice from below them. To their surprise, they saw a mermaid looking at them. Mermaids were very rare creatures that seldom appeared to humans so it was most unusual for one of them to come into the harbor like this, let alone talk with the two girls. I can feel your heartbreak and your disappointment, said the mermaid gently. But fear not, there is a way to reverse this wicked spell. Really? asked Libby. How? You must find the fairy door in Broadleaf Forest and ask the help of the fairy that lives there, explained the mermaid. But there are millions of trees in Broadleaf Forest, said Libby. However will we find one fairy door amongst them? Here, said the mermaid, passing an object to Phoebe's outstretched hand. It was a tiny flute made from a slender seashell. Blow on this flute and the creatures of the forest will show you the way. Now, go quickly. The longer the prince remains under the warlock's spell, the harder it will be to undo the magic. There was clearly no time to waste, so the sisters got to their feet and said farewell to their mermaid friend. Broadly, forest was on the edge of the city, and so it didn't take them long to reach the first trees. We can't go inside, Libby, said Phoebe as she grasped her sister's arm. There are strange creatures and terrible dangers. We're sure to be eaten by something with big teeth and claws. But if we don't try, the prince will remain a koala forever, said Libby. Try the flute, Phoebe. Let's see what happens. And so Phoebe did just that playing a few simple notes that carried into the trees. Instantly, two birds landed on a nearby branch. 
and pointed a wing along a narrow path. It must be the way then, said Libby. Come on. And so the girls made their way through the forest, guided by birds and squirrels and deer. Even a bear helped them at one point. Eventually, it was a fox that took them up to the base of an ancient oak tree that contained the fairy door. What do we do now? asked Phoebe. I suppose we knock, said Libby. She bent forward and tapped lightly three times upon it. For a moment, nothing happened. It appeared nobody was home. But then the door creaked and a tiny man with a flower for a hat appeared. Oh, may I help you? He said, yawning. I hope so, said Libby. A dreadful thing has happened at the palace. The wicked warlock, Vancy Mira, has ruined the Princess Lucretia's wedding by turning her prince into a koala bear. Oh, my, said the fairy. Well, that'll never do. Oh, dear me. The fairy gave his body a shake and two delicate wings appeared upon his back. He stretched them out and gave them a flutter. Oh, it's been a while since I used these, he explained, before launching himself into the air. He flew around and around the girls, faster and faster, leaving a trail of sparkles in the air as he went. Then, with a pop, the girls realized they were standing in the princess's chamber. The princess, the king and queen, several guests, and a handful of servants all surrounded the bed where Prince Thomas sat in the shape of a koala. They were all most surprised to see the sudden arrival of the two flower girls from the wedding. And even more surprised, to see an actual fairy hovering beside them. The fairy made haste to the prince's side and studied his furry form. I may be just in time, he said. The spell is dark magic indeed, but it's no match for mine. He began to fly around and around the koala, and slowly but surely, the koala began to change as it tumbled backwards into the pile of cushions stacked upon the bed. That should do it, said the fairy. Everyone waited patiently as the cushions moved and the upper body of the prince appeared. Goodness me, he said. What am I doing here? I don't seem to be wearing any clothes. Much to his surprise, everybody began laughing and cheering. Such was the delight in the room that he found himself joining in, too. And so, the very next day, Libby and Phoebe once again acted as flower girls at the wedding of Princess Lucretia and Prince Thomas. And this time, there was no trouble at all from grumpy warlocks. The fairy made sure of that. The end.